0: and uh, then we're going to come back and look at God's word together and some things that I thought God's been speaking about and uh, then we've got uh, a good chunk of time to pray together and allow God to listen to us and uh, then it'll be lunchtime. Is that good? Yeah! Yeah. Uh, Hopefully you're cheering at the Catherine Goldbeck, not just at lunch. Maybe it's both. And then this afternoon, uh, after lunch, uh, I think we're back in here i looking for I've, I've got no idea what's going on I think we're back in here for some games organised by uh, the youth team. And uh, having seen some of the games that they've done before, it'll yeah. well, be good, it'll be good. It'll uh, scary maybe, like it. And uh, then a little bit late this afternoon some of you have got some activities booked. And uh, they'll be out around, around 4 o'clock, um, just before I think we can see it. Uh, and then we've got dinner together at 6, that'll be a last nice day and we'll head off home after that. I know some of you are going before that and heading off after lunch. Those of you who are here for the morning, it's great to happy with us, thank you for being here. And for the rest of you who are here for the day, again, thank you for coming. I've been uh, looking forward to the day for quite some time, and there's some things that I've been spoken about. And we're uh, really looking forward to counseling together and praying together. And to see what he has for us. Okay. So um, I want to talk about uh, in this, as I say, this session it's not really as long as a session, just this this update, if you like, about leadership in Jubilee. And uh, John and I have really enjoyed having a leadership team uh, in the last year or so, and it's been great to meet with a wider group of people. We've really enjoyed the support that it's given us and the encouragement that that's provided to us. But uh, we've been praying for a while about whether God is raising up any additional elders for us at this time. And that's been something that we've been praying about and uh, we made it very, very clear at the start of, of forming our leadership team there were you know, no guarantees about where that would go to, we just felt it was right to form a leadership team and join those guys together and see what God uh, might do. And so. We realised that it may be that God would raise an elder or elders up from anywhere in the church, but most likely it was going to be within the group that we had formed together as as a leadership team. So I want to talk briefly about uh, eldership, just in these few uh, moments. Now, let's be really clear, it's the Holy Spirit that appoints elders in the church. It's something that God does by His Spirit. So, Paul, when he was speaking to the elders from Ephesus in Acts 20, he says, Keep watch over yourselves, and all the flock of which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. Another word for elders. The shepherds of the church of God, which he bought with his own blood. So it's clear, isn't it? It's God's church, we know that. And it's the Holy Spirit that appoints point elders. It's the Holy Spirit that makes you an overseer elder. Our job is to recognise what God has done or what that God is doing. So elders should be really elding. I'm not sure if that's a word or not. Yeah, if, if, let's use that word, elder, if you like, uh, before it's recognised, because then you're recognising something that is happening already and something that God is doing already in a particular individual. So what we're looking for and what was the process? I'm hoping that some of you got Bibles with you, or phones, or tablet devices, or some other method of looking up scripture. Maybe you just memorized it all. if i memorized it all because I don't want really like to up. <laughs> so listen, turn to so 1 Timothy chapter 3. We're going to look at a couple of passages together. I want us to look at what we're looking for in an elder. Okay? This is what the Bible has to say about it. So 1 Timothy chapter 3 we'll read the first 10 verses together. So this is Paul writing to Timothy. It's a little distracting when you're preaching where there's a whole group of children with very... Um, they look like broomsticks and um, helmets. So I'm not quite sure what they're going to do. Maybe it's hot so we not do it with us. Uh, okay, once going to chapter 3? Let's get back to this. Here is the trustworthy saying. If anyone sets his heart on being an overseer, he desires a moment to it. Now, the overseer must be above reproach, the husband of a one wife, temperate, self-controlled, respectable, hospitable, able to teach, not given to drunkenness, not violent but gentle, not quarrelsome, not a lover of money. He must manage his own family well and see if his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone doesn't know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's church? He must not be a recent convert or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation with outsiders so that he will not fall into disgrace and into the devil's trap. Now if you turn over a few pages to the Paul's letter to Titus. This is what he says in Titus chapter one, verse five. Titus chapter one, verse five. The reason I left you in Crete was that you might straighten out what was left unfinished and appoint elders in every town as I directed you. An elder must be blameless, the husband of a one wife, a man whose children believe and are not open to the charge of being wild and disobedient. Since an overseer is entrusted with God's work, he must be blameless, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given to drunkenness, not violent, not pursuing dishonest gain. Rather, he must be hospitable, one who loves what is good, who is self-controlled, upright, holy, and disciplined. He must hold firmly to the trustworthy message as it has been taught, so that he can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. It's interesting, isn't it? If you look through those passages, the vast majority, if not all of it, is to do with someone's character. It's not talking about what their particular gift is, or they're particularly good at, what God has put in them in terms of a, of a gift or a spiritual gift, but rather it's talking about someone's character. Both passages there. Now there's much more we can say about what we would be looking for uh, in terms of uh, maybe a, a gift, but what scripture encourages us to look at is someone's character. What's God doing in them? What are they like as a person? That's what we should be looking at in terms of what scripture says. Now, actually, truth be told, we should all aspire to those qualities if we if we love Jesus and are seeking after Him that actually, we should all be looking to be um, not overbearing, not quick-tempered, not given the drunkenness, not violent, be hospitable and disciplined, etc, etc. They're actually good qualities for all of us to go through and say, I want to be like, like, that should be true for all of us. So there's a challenge there for all of us. As we hear that, it's so, like, yeah, I'm I like that. How does my life measure up to those sort of things? There's a challenge there. Mm-hmm. as you can imagine, uh, John and I have been praying about this over quite some time, and I wouldn't say it's still every fellowship in agenda, but we've certainly come back to it with a fair degree of regularity, probably every month or so, we've talked to him, prayed and asked God, what is he saying to us at the moment, what's, what's going on, what, what's the Holy Spirit doing in Jumaloo? And whilst we knew that, as I said, God would wake up and yell from anywhere, our focus really primarily until the same that we had assembled, at least certainly for this season, anyway. Mm. And during the autumn of last year, I think it probably was, that would be about one minute. I think in the front, won't um, That's June, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> uh, during the autumn of, of last year, uh, John and I started to feel quite stood about Ray. And we said, well, God says we had been doing something in him, doing something with him, See what God's doing. And when we watched, sorry mate, you were being watched. I didn't you didn't that. <laughs> so we noticed it over a period of time, and so all we did was pray. We prayed and watched. And we spent a little while praying and watching. And the more we prayed and the more we watched, it seemed that God was doing something, and the Holy Spirit was raising way up to be a motor in Jubilee. So I'm going to have to it out and so uh, we met and we sort of talked and just sort of sounded out what God might be doing in his life. And then I went to see uh, Tony Smith. Tony K we be known as so many of you. He leads, he leads Gateway Section, leads. I went to see Tony at the beginning of January this year. And I talked to him about what we were leading. So I asked him as to what we felt what we stirring us about and asked to have his input in the process as well. We agreed that he'd visit one of our leadership team meetings which he did. They so, all oh, that was really positive. John and I became more and more certain, and this is what God seems to be doing in our midst. And then in February, you may remember that our good friend Julian Adams came to visit. And uh, Julian is an internationally recognised prophet, works around New Frontiers churches and others, and is always a joy to have around. They I'm uh, disruptive, that would be the wrong word, that's negative. Provocative, that's an excellent, excellent choice of words there. He's challenging and provocative and uh, brings God's perspective very clearly into situations. And uh, we had a great weekend with Julian. many of you would have been at the conference that we had, that we had the, uh, with us on the Sunday as well. And he offered to prophesy over a number of people, uh, which he did. And uh, that included uh, the leadership team and some others, so Matt and Lou and uh, David and Cat. And um, he brought some great things actually, some very uh, excellent things from God, where really he spoke a number of situations, uh, and he prophesied over Ray and B. I'm going to read some of what he said. Bearing in mind, he didn't know anything about the individuals that he was prophesying over, particularly he was got to know Sarah and I, a little bit, and knows to the agenda bit, but really that's about it. So he didn't know who these people were or what the intention was to have them wind up and see what God might say to them. So, this is what he shed over rainbow. It's going to be a season where you're going to move from simply carrying things to governing things. There's something about the ability to look into a situation with things perspective and heaven's governance. And I feel like maybe, I don't know if you're an elder here, or if you've been thinking about eldership, but I feel like there's sometimes a fear around some of that and what it looks like. I feel God's saying you're going to have the ability to govern things. And so I just feel like God's saying to you, it's a new season for you and it's a season in which you're going to step up in terms of leadership and pastoral care. God's going to do some significant things with both of you in this season. And so as we reflected afterwards, as uh, John and I talked and prayed, we felt that God was beginning to confirm what we started to feel, what we started to see, what we started to sense in the spirit. And so uh, John, Julie and Sarah and I met with Ray and B a a few weeks ago on a Sunday evening and uh, we had a great time with them. We, we talked it through and uh, we prayed together and uh, we invited Ray to consider joining Julie's eldership team. I asked them not to make a decision on the spot but to go away and pray about it, which thankfully they did. And came back a week later saying and both heard from God and felt it was a right thing for way to step into this role. Let's be clear, which Ray that we're looking to bring into eldership here, but it does affect them both as a couple, so it's right that we had conversations with them both and talked about that together. So the upshot of all this, where we're, we're heading with this, is that we want to invite Ray onto our eldership team here in Jubilee. And um, I'll talk about our leadership team in, in a moment. We've really enjoyed getting to know Ray and B. They're a fantastic couple. If you don't know them well yet, I'd encourage you to, to get to know them. They're a real joy to be around and, and a wonderful couple. They've served God faithfully in other situations. before have come to Jubilee over many years they have proved God in that and they have uh, certainly uh, served faithfully at Jubilee as well since they've been uh, with us. Whether you find Ray, you might find him doing set-up, or liking boxes about, or serving coffee, or you might find them about welcoming uh, the people on a Sunday morning, you might find Ray hosting a meeting or a lot of preaching. Whatever they do, they do wholeheartedly and full of faith and with a real joy and, and a great spirit about them. It's wholehearted, it's enthusiastic, and it's certainly faithful. So, what's the process then? What's the process for us in this. Let me just outline this to you and uh, we'll do that and then we'll have a, have a short break um, together. Remember elders are appointed by the Holy Spirit. So we're looking for what God is doing. It's Christ's church. It's not my church. It's not your church. It's His church. We're looking for what He might be doing in it. We need to be obedient to what He's doing and be faithful to follow through what He's leading us in. So new elders then are appointed by the Holy Spirit but are recognised by three groups of people. Firstly, existing elders. Secondly, the wider church. And thirdly, apostolic ministry. So existing elders, the wider church, apostolic ministry. So John and I are both very happy to recognise what God is doing in Ray and, and to commend him to you. And uh, certainly happy to recognise him as an elder in Jubilee. The reason we're sharing this with you today is that I to let you know what, what we're feeling and what doing concerns about, but also we believe elders are recognised by the wider church. So we're bringing this to you and saying we like your feedback. And we're not going to take your votes for it. I don't believe that's how things are going to pass out, that's to it slips okay? But we're not certainly looking for your, your feedback. And uh, if that's positive, we'd love to hear that and be encouraged in what uh, we feel good to do doing. Well, if you've got questions, you've got say, yeah, but Brian still owes me 15 grand that you bought <laughs> seven years ago and haven't paid me back. There so was a credit that as well. <laughs> oh, I don't think that's the case. I think it was 12. But, um, <laughs> you know, we're, we're not going to have our good comments now because that's not sure it's appropriate. But, uh, listen, if we'd like some feedback, so John and I would love to hear from you on this. So please give us some feedback. And uh, then finally, apostolic ministry. Now I'm involved in recognising and laying hands on elders in other churches that we work with, uh, but it's not right that for fulfill that role here, so I'm too close to the situation. Uh, so most of you uh, will know Tony and Kay, I've talked about already. I've asked them to meet with William B. And uh, I've asked Tony to represent the Christ Central Apostolic team to us in this process. Now, he really works with us, he's, you know, he's got a role in helping to oversee people and see what uh, God's doing with us. Uh, and so he's got a, a new person to bring him with saying, Tony, you know us, you know the church, come and help us in this process. And he's delighted to do so, which is great. And he also represents the team in laying hands on Ray right, and appointing him into eldership. If we get to that stage, and you know, I certainly hope that we do. So, if all goes well, then we are planning on laying hands on Ray <laughs> <laughs> for ownership. I did bring the church baseball bat actually. We are laying hands on Ray for at a midweek meeting, and this is important for your diaries. A midweek meeting on Wednesday, the 17th of July. The Hallmark Hotel, it will be, instead of our monthly prayer meeting, we'll use that uh, context to celebrate uh, together and uh, lay hands on rock. Okay, so Wednesday, the 17th of July. You, you're not a holiday, weekend, are you? You are? what time's it going to be? Where you think? What it going be? We'll come back to this afterwards. At some point soon, with my wants to go back? Uh, we will. Uh, we will lay uh, hands on life and hands of conscience We'll talk about that. just <laughs> make uh, yeah. some comments about our leadership team. This is important. to do this. When I spoke to all of them about this, I have to say they all responded excellently. Tim, Adam, and Kevin all recognise that this wasn't the right time for them to step into eldership. They may be in the future, um, but not right now. And that's a credit to them and to their godly character. I want to say well done and thank you for responding so well. We're going to keep the leadership team going, we're going to keep meeting with them, and I very much look forward to that. Tim will continue to be responsible for youth and will oversee both Resound and the new younger youth group, is there name lot of yet? Tim will be finding two We will think of a name very soon uh, for the new group <laughs> and overseeing both going to say by going to be overseeing all our children's work uh, by the Frog Club and Price which will be uh, relaunched in the autumn, alright? Can you give me for 13 months, I we can see which one is used and uh, Kevin and John together are going to be uh, working with our life group leaders and uh, overseeing small groups and training uh, of their leaders as well. We're talking to Ray about what his passions are, particularly about what has been in him, um, but I'm suspecting that Ray's going to be leading us uh, in evangelism and outreach and helping us with, uh, with some of those things. It's worth saying as well that Sarah and I are very grateful to God for our good friends John and Julie and they um, have been and are great friends and to serve faithfully over, over many years. I continue to work hard for Julie and I want to come them to you as well this morning. And the four of us are really looking forward to, uh, to meeting with Ray and Blue and uh, having time together. John and I are certainly looking forward to, uh, to meeting with Ray in an eldership context as well. Now our first eldership team. Those of you who've been around a little while can you cast your minds back. Remember that that was uh, John, myself, and Matt, and that was our uh, first eldership team. And uh, since Matt stepped down, we've missed the uh, sort of interaction having three of us, as well as missing uh, as well missing you personally, uh, but having uh, three. It's about that in two, which is pretty much the smallest thing you can get. Isn't it? <laughs> so <laughs> it's really good to, uh, to have uh, that grow again. Uh, it's really worth saying that we're very excited about what God has got from Matt and Lou, inverted, just up the right road from here, so you can use this, I'm sure, in the future. And they're going to be working hard and giving themselves to what God's doing there, as they start a school group, and uh, we're trusting God that will provide, multiply, into a church and eventually a church in Britain. So, very excited about that. So we're then in Burton, leading that with the leadership team uh, in Jubilee, creating a new elder we trust. i honestly believe that God has got some great things for us. And it feels like he's leading us into a really good uh, new season. Yeah, I know there are holes in church life. I know there are things that are not perfect. I know there are things that we need to address and give ourselves to. But we can say that, but we need to also recognise the good things that God is doing as well. And sometimes we can think, yeah we've got that sorted. That's right, but let's focus up what he is doing, as well as give ourselves to things that we need to give ourselves to as well. It does feel like this is probably the strongest leadership structure we've ever had. So there's some clarity there in terms of leadership and ownership in Jubilee, uh, with plans for Burton and uh, God putting other places on our heart as well, it seems that God has got an exciting future for us. And uh, I want to call us all today to give ourselves once again to the building of Christ's church. This is church isn't it? I want to call you to be part of something great. Let's give ourselves to what God is doing. Jesus is building his church works to work with. Amen? Amen. Okay, let's pray and then we'll take a short break and uh, we'll come back together. Lord Jesus, we thank you for what you are doing in your church. Thank you that you're building it, thank you that it's your church, thank you that you are uh, working it. And uh, Lord, we want to respond well to what we see you doing. And uh, so we ask that you'd be in this whole process. We, we pray for Lane yeah. a little bit of a vulnerable time. We're really. have you shared this publicly, but uh, not quite there yet. Well, I, I, I pray that you'd be with them. Yeah. And uh, I pray, Father, that we would see you do wonderful things uh, in Jubilee. Father, I pray for all that you're doing in Derby, I pray for all that you're beginning to do in Burton. Lord, we pray for other places that you're putting in our, ho- putting in our hearts. And indeed, the nations and the nations. following we pray, would you use us for your glory? We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay, let's take a five-minute break. We're going to get a uh, drink, or let's move, and then we'll come back at and act. Thanks for listening to the Jubilee Church podcast. Feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk or come along on any Sunday morning.